Welcome to the Marketing Executive Spotlight Show. I'm Anitra Kerr, also known as the queen of video marketing at The Draw Shop, where we create videos and messaging for brands that are impossible to ignore. We believe that any business is just one marketing tweak away from getting their ideal customers hooked. Most businesses have a solution to positively impact their customers and ultimately the world. The real question is how to get those people to see that. We've got our own fail-proof formula for this at The Draw Shop, but on this show, we're interviewing marketing geniuses to discover more. Think you have marketing genius to share? Stay tuned to the end of the show and we'll show you how you can be our next guest on the fastest growing marketing inspiration podcast. Welcome to Marketing Executive Spotlight. I'm your host, Sandy Fowler, and today I am chatting with Philip Liu. Philip is the CEO of XBOSoft, and they can be found online at xbosoft.com. Philip, welcome to the podcast. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. I am really looking forward to this conversation. But before we get into what your company does, I'd like to know a little bit more about you and how you came to develop a career in the software industry. Well, I would say that uh, I kind of just stumbled into it, Um, just like many of us. You know, you never uh, prepare for a career per se in college, right? Most of us are not doing things that we learned in college at all, really. So. in college, I studied uh, operations research, which is it was in the beginning of the computer age, right? So we learned how to do some programming and math modeling, and somehow that got me into software, although software wasn't really that popular back then. So what did that, what did that path look like for you? What were a few of your stepping stones along the way? Because you're not only in software now, you're CEO of a company. So how did this all come together for you? Right. Well, it started, um, we started doing uh, consulting. I started in a consulting firm. And we discovered that some things needed to be automated. And we built a software package to do that. And then I became a software person, right? And so we ended up with this little software company with about 15 or 20 people. And um, we ended up selling out the company. That was many, many years ago. Um, and then now we're also, I'm also in the software business, but instead of software product development, we provide services, we do software testing. And why XBO Soft? What, what <laughs> is it about this company that, draws you to be there and to stay there? That's a good question. You know, we just had our 14 year anniversary. And, um, you know, when I walk around the office and I see the engineers and talk to the engineers, I know why I'm there. And the reason that I'm there is because it's such a close knit company. And I feel like I'm home when I come, when I come to the office, it's not even working. So, um, you know, if you don't have to go to work and you're going to work and it's really like a hobby and it's fun, then it's not uh, something I mind doing at all. And so tell us more then about what XBO Soft actually does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we provide software testing services. So a lot of people may develop software or operate software 
but there are little things wrong with it and they want us to help them find those little things, right? And so we help them not only to find them, but also to analyze where the problems are and help them to fix their problems. Um, I think of it kind of like, um, do you do you uh, do your own house cleaning or your own lawn mowing or change your own oil anymore? Most people don't. Okay, and the reason for that is, well, you know, it's much easier. I don't have the special tools to lift up my car and change the oil. Nor do I have the time. Nor do I want to get dirty, right? And so, if you don't have the special tools and you don't have the time and you don't have the skills, because you know, if you screw that nut in on the oil pan a little bit too tight and you strip the strip the nut on the oil pan, your oil is going to leak out all over the place, right? So you need to have skills, whether you believe it or not, to change your oil. And it's the same thing with testing software. A lot of people, a lot of software developers um, aren't exactly tuned in to what it takes to, to, to test their software. So well, that's the services create- that we provide. Right. Writing and creating is different from testing. What I'm hearing you talk about is specialized tools, specialized knowledge, specialized skills for finding the problems. And it reminds me, you talked about college and before the major push for computers, right? And I remember taking my first programming class and it was so much fun to write that program. And then you had to debug it. Mm. And that was the worst when it didn't work. Why is that not working? And that's what I hear you telling me is do what your strengths are, write the programs and obviously get them to work before they're going to come. Sure. What? So as you're working with clients, what problem do you see XBO soft solving for clients? Well, there's two, two parts. Well, you know, there's of course the, the, just the doing, right? Like I said, uh, just finding defects, but it takes a lot of knowledge to find defects, right? So you really have to know the software even better than the developers because the developers, they may develop a certain piece of it, right? And somehow it all kind of gets put together. And so we are experts in their software, sometimes better than they are themselves in using it. And so they're really good at finding problems in the software that they develop. And the second part is, um, you know, anybody can just find problems. But the thing is, what can you do to prevent them from coming back again, right? And so that takes a lot of analysis in, in analyzing the problems that you did find and categorizing them. And then they're saying, okay, well, you know, we found these problems. This is our analysis of the problems. Maybe we should put more attention on this part of the software or that part of the software. Maybe these parts that are connected to those should be checked extra carefully. And so the analysis is the extra value at the end of the cycle, as well as in the beginning of the testing, what do you test to begin with, which takes extra knowledge also is the value that we provide. The other thing that I see you doing then is improving, not just their quality, but improving customer satisfaction, because now they're not running into those bugs once the software is in the field. That's correct. Actually, it's one of the new lines of business that we're working on now is um, technical support, right? Because it's very, very closely related to quality, right? People call in with problems 
and their perception of the quality of the software is what is what it is, right? And um, it's important to be able to understand the customer's point of view and to be able to dissect that, right? So it could be, well, maybe our our website is not clear about what we what our software does, or the instructions are not clear, or maybe the the flow and the software is not right, or the help is not correct, or Maybe it really is a defect or something wrong, and we should, the technical support can then work with the QA people to make sure that that gets tested better next time. So you're actually now also going to be a huge cost savings because if if it's my company and customer support is calling me, I'm not doing all that analysis on the calls that came in necessarily, or I don't have That's your right. knowledge base in your specialized right. tools to analyze that properly. So I might be putting a ton of money into the instructions when the problem is on the website or some other combination. Right, right. And, and of course, better QA will reduce the number of technical support calls as well. <laughs> okay, I love that. I love that. And this leads into, you know, as you are growing this business and doing this work, what impact do you see your, you know, what impact do you see your business having today and you having in your business today? Well, you know, as far as impact on our, on our, our clients and how they succeed, you know, it depends. A lot of our clients are working in fairly critical industries where a little mistake can be a big deal, right? So one of our customers, our clients, does the account reconciliation software, the accounting software, basically for United Airlines and Costco, for example, right? And so that software is just partly is used to develop all their quarterly reports and, and so on, right? So that's really important to not be off by a couple pennies here or there because that means billions of dollars for people, you know, a penny on, on earnings, right? That means billions of dollars, and so it's important to get the software right and the reporting right and software like that. On the other hand, you know, we do work with, uh, you know, medical or healthcare companies. And again, it's very, very critical to be able to, like I was saying, understand the software very deeply while we're testing so that you know that there's a, uh, a drug interaction, for example, in analyzing the prescriptions for health medical records. And you have to know those kind of things and be able to look up and, in the, the recent uh, data and figure those kinds of things out as well as um, other interactions with the patient's record and what they're doing and find errors. So sometimes it could be life-threatening or, you know, number-threatening, financial-threatening. Other times it's just misplaced information, maybe not so important um, to us, you know, regular Joes that watch TV or whatever, but, you know, um, important to our, our client's business, of course. Right. And that's people's livelihoods. And that's the pressure. It is. That's the pressure it that is. you feel when you're running a company. So having right. you take that pressure off means a lot. So you've spent years working in, stumbling into software and then becoming CEO. Mm. Through that time, looking back, what would you consider your personal area of expertise? The thing that you know best that everybody would ask you about that you've got the answer right on the tip of your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a tough one. Are you, are you talking about uh, uh, life expertise or um, software expertise? <laughs> well, let's, 
let's just say business expertise overall. Business you might expertise. not feel like it's specifically in software. So let, let's go with business expertise. Uh, you know, over the years, I, I tend, I've developed a, a knack for measurement. And so a lot of the classes that are teach, I teach a lot of workshops and so on at, at different software conferences. And a lot of times I'm asked to teach classes on software metrics. So measurement and metrics are one of the, one of my, um, I guess you could say, you know, one of the big tools in my toolbox. So if you were talking to me and that's my responsibility and I'm feeling a little adrift, what would you tell me to do? What would be your, <laughs> your very favorite piece of advice to me? Well, I guess my favorite piece of advice would be to ask you what your goals are, what you, what are you trying to do? And, um, you know, I think that a lot of people may focus on certain numbers or measurements that really aren't in alignment with what they're really trying to do. And so let's take, for instance, oh yeah, I really, I'm really feeling a drift because I'm, uh, you know, my stomach hurts. I'm just not feeling good these days or whatever. Right. And, and a lot of people may focus on certain, um, things like their weight, right. But, you know, the weight is not really a necessarily a measurement of health. And so, um, you know, sometimes you'd be focusing on the wrong thing. So that my first sense. thing is, what are you trying to do? What do you really want to do? <laughs> And we can also get caught up in direction from other people in the company. We can get caught up in industry trends that may not actually be the most important metrics for our company. Well, you know, that's really important these days in terms of data information and being able to, as you know, filter data and information and understand what's real and what's not real and what is important and what's not important. Yeah. All right. So now I have to know, Philip. You opened the door and said, life experience, me personally. So what area would you consider <laughs> your strong suit when it comes to life experience? Wow. <laughs> I shouldn't have opened that door. Um, I would say that my strong suit is coaching and teaching people and helping them and supporting them to reach their highest possibility. I love that. It's that. Yeah, that's what you do in, in business. Do you find yourself doing that in free time? I'm curious, you know, when you're not working, what do you like to do with your free time or, or who are you with? What's, what's Philip's personal life? Favorite thing, favorite thing to do. Well, most people that yeah, know me, I, um, during the pandemic, I spent um, all of it in the U.S. before I came over here and I rode my bicycle 220 days in a row. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's what I did. And so, uh, yeah. All right, well, I'm I gonna think I rode 8,000 miles last year. Wow. I'm going to assume you did that because you enjoyed it and not purely as a, a pandemic sanity saver. <laughs> I did it because I enjoyed it, but I also did it because it was a challenge. I wanted to keep my streak going, you know, my 200, 200 plus day streak, you know, through rain and everything else I, I rode. That's fantastic. I love that. All right. And then XBOsoft, back to the company for for one more question. Mm, Where do you see the business going in the next few years? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, of course, uh, I'd like us to expand like all all companies want to grow. Um, 
I don't, uh, you know, the thing about a lot of entrepreneurs is that they want to have the big exit, right? And um, I guess there's many types of entrepreneurs, right? There's the entrepreneur that owns a Baskin Robbins and they're perfectly happy working behind the counter and scooping ice cream. And that's kind of like their, their job and they're working for themselves and they're happy doing that. And then there's um, other types of entrepreneurs that just want to build something and move on. And um, for me, you know, I think of our company as we've built the company to last and to keep going. And so what I see my role in the company is, is, is guiding the company to grow and to, um, to be independent of me. Um, and sometimes that, that could be that we grow very large and, you know, maybe we're several thousand people in a few years. Maybe it's not. Um, I'm just concerned mostly about the people in the company and seeing them grow and having them be happy because that's that's really the, the goal in life is to be happy, right? Right. And it sounds like you're achieving that from what you said at the beginning of the interview about going into work and what that's like. So right. I love that you you're expanding that path and that kind of a workspace. And I appreciate that you've taken the time to be with here with us here today. Would you please share where we can find you online? Well, you can find me on LinkedIn, of course, uh, personally, or you can find us at uh, xbosoft.com, xbosoft.com. Well, thank you again, Philip. Appreciate the insights and the wisdom and the willingness to walk through the door that you opened. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. And thank you everyone for listening. And we will see you next time on Marketing Executive Spotlight. Anitra here. And thank you so much for listening to the Marketing Executive Spotlight show. If you are a successful marketing executive who would like to be on this program, please visit us at www.thedrawshop.com forward slash podcast forward slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your social channels. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Marketing Executive Spotlight. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Go to our website, www.thedrawshop.com, or follow us on all social channels at The Draw Shop. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.